Welcome to Dropped In Ben. I am super stoked to have you here today and to welcome you into our Dropped In community. Yeah, well, thanks for having me here, Megs, and uh, super fired up. Let's get this going. Yes, I had the honor of being on your podcast and I just loved our conversation and it was so great that I wanted to have you on Dropped In. So I would love to know, you know, you, I know you're super passionate about your podcast and like, how did you get into it? Why did you get into it? Why are you so passionate about the work that you do specifically with your podcast community? Totally. Yeah. No, thanks for asking. Um, I think it all started probably years ago. Like it's, it's not always, you know, one day kind of thought or kind of process. Um, I think it's always ongoing and just maybe at different points in my life, you know, we have successes, but we also have failures um, and we we have a journey process. And I've seen that with myself as well as friends, as well as, you know, acquaintances. And so at different times in my life at an early age, I think when I was age 16 uh, and I was a high level athlete, I was looking at other family friends or friends that were, you know, either Olympians or high performers as entrepreneurs. And I just said, you know, they're, they're just a, a person like anyone else, you know, there's no pedestal. And I think sometimes it's hard for everyone to see that. And uh, yeah, anyways, I was always a big Tim Ferriss fan. And that would have been at the time when he had just started his podcast um, and kind of do that, you know, bringing on world-class performers and unpacking their journeys and how, how they kind of got where they are. Um, so for a long time, I probably wanted to start it. Um, and then, you know, at some point, you know, life took on and, you know, I went to university and had different leadership opportunities and I was a coach as well, you know, for swimmers. So I think life Mm -hmm. kind of took on where I I developed leadership skills at a different time. And then I realized, uh, you know, about a couple of years ago that, Hey, it's time to get this started and it's time to, you know, share some pretty amazing stories for myself to learn as well as share that knowledge with others. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I love that you brought up the conversation around the pedestal piece, because I know it's so easy for people that you might look up to individuals or you might aspire to be like somebody and it's easy to put people on these pedestals. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. Um, In fact, I even get sometimes, you know, from, from friends, you know, who have seen like the work that I've done and they're like, Oh, how do you, how do you meet these people? And I'm like, you know, I, I just reach out and, you know, 80% of the time, you know, whether I know these people or not, you know, their game to come on the show. Um, so it just showcases that sometimes we're always one conversation or one email or one step away, you know, from, from doing something. But mm-hmm. I think the first thing is you have to believe, you know, um, and, and, and kind of not be afraid whether you get a yes or a no uh, mm-hmm. to just try. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing to anything, um, you know, I don't know where we want to go from here, but anything really is, is give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yes. So true. And I know you're really passionate about mental fitness, right? So can you explain to me in your words and your definition, like what is mental fitness? Totally. So mental fitness to me is, I believe if we think of like our physical fitness, right. Being able to be physically literate and competent and, and motivated and kind of aware of, you know, how to move our body. Same thing with our mental fitness in terms of our mental capacity, right? In terms of how do we navigate the ups and downs? You know, what are our tools, whether we have good or bad stress in life? Because, you know, good stress is is not always bad stress and bad stress is not always good stress. So how do we have the mental capacity? Like, what are your tools, 
you know, to keep you emotionally stable or to allow those emotions to come out because I think it's good for us to have bad days or great days or, you know, feel different emotions. So what are your tools, you know, to navigate that to be the best version of yourself? Mm-hmm. So important. And so what tools do you use to support yourself during those times, so like the highs and lows? Totally. Um, so for me, I think uh, like my strongest mental fitness tools that help and kind of work for me, you know, there's thousands out there. Uh, definitely journal writing. Um, you know, if it's been a busy week or a busy month or a busy day, I find that definitely helps me um, because I I am doing a lot of things that I'm passionate about. And I am someone that is, how do I say, doer, where I'm, uh, you know, constantly, you know, creating content or, you know, moving my body or so in so many ways I'm, I'm constantly doing. And so sometimes it's nice to take a step back, reflect. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I, I would say for me, because I am someone that is, you know, I guess in terms of my characteristics of adventurous or playful or curious um, or having that uh, doing mentality, um, the physical body is very connected, right? Like in terms mm-hmm. of like the body and the mind, right? So for me, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, being physically well, right? And, you know, I teach physical education, you know, I've, I've been a coach, I've been a high level athlete. So for me, you know, getting uh, physical fitness is huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing it in spaces where whether it is, you know, alone, because I need some, let's say, introverted time, or whether it is, you know, doing it as a group, because I maybe need some extroverted time, right? So also being aware of, you know, do you want to be alone when you're doing that? Or do you want to be doing it as like a team or a community? Um, and I think that's important. So I would say those are two of my, my probably top tools that really work well for me. Mm, so cool. So cool. And because I mean, you're, you're working with high level athletes, right? Like, it's so essential to have these in place. So how did you get into so my understanding from what you're sharing is like, you've always kind of been a high level athlete. Is that is that fair to share? Yeah, I would say I would say just whether it's athletics or academics, or, you know, anything that I do, I think I've always been someone that likes to do my best, uh, but likes to have also fun with what I do, or at least do my best to try and make it again, playful and, and kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would say, you know, depending whether it was an, as an athlete or, you know, in academics or even outside of that as a friend, as a person, right. I always strive really hard to, to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So I would say in terms of that terms, uh, yeah, like it matters a lot to me. Yeah. I love it. One of your highest values, it feels like. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I would say as well as with, you know, other things, right. You know, health and community and, mm-hmm. you know, um, authenticity, you know, and, and that's authentically who I am. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. So let's go back to your podcast. So who have been like your favorite people to date that you've brought on? Because I know you have a wide variety of individuals that you brought in. So who are like some of the, your favorite people you've interviewed so far? Totally. Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, and, you know, I'm not trying to dodge the question here, but I think obviously, you know, every guest that I've had on my show, I appreciate their time and I've learned a lot, right. Because we can really learn whether it's in finance where I've had some high net worth investors on, or whether it's, you know, in, 
you know, physical well-being where I've had some Olympians on, you know, mm. I'm obviously very curious, you know, to learn how do we be physically well and how, how do we be financially well and how do we be socially well? But um, a couple that really come to mind, I would say one of them would have been, would have been an early episode. So I was kind of new to the podcast game, but it would have been with Clifford Berry. Um, so that one, I think meant a lot to me because he was one of my greatest mentors. He coached swimming for over 50 years. So he was almost like a Yoda in like the swimming world and, and coach, you know, a lot of Olympians, actually one of Canada's greatest swimmers that ever swam, which was Michael Phelps Mm -hmm. and himself as well. You know, he also, as a coach, you know, went, uh, sorry, as a coach, he went three times, but also as an athlete, he was the previous captain of, of Canada for water polo. And Cliff and I had a special relationship because we actually met where he was my coach. He was coming out of retirement and um, I was at John Abbott. So I was at a, a college here in, in kind of Montreal. And, and um, you know, for someone to come out of retirement where they've learned all the do's and the don'ts as a coach where, you know, maybe they overtrain their swimmers or maybe they undertrained or, or maybe they, you know, how do they speak to them? And I guess what I want to get at is something that I always admired about Cliff was he knew how to put the person before the athlete, which I think a lot of coaches struggle. And you could apply that concept of, you know, being a people artist, not just in sports, but even as a, a high level CEO, right? Putting the person before the worker. Or if we think about, you know, just anything else, like a teacher, right? Putting like the person before the student. And I think it takes a lot of um, awareness to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And so that conversation, it was fun to unpack from a real Yoda in like the in, in like the swimming and coaching world to really unpack life lessons. And uh, so that one, I think, was really close to my heart, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was early on and maybe my interviewing skills were a little bit more fresh and kind of new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it's just it's timeless insights that I think a lot of people would really appreciate. So I'm going to have that one, uh, Cliff, uh, as as kind of one of the ones there to, to kind of share with your audience. So cool. I'm like flooded with shivers as you share that. So yeah, podcasting is the best. Wouldn't you agree? Like meeting people. I mean, you already obviously were, had a great relationship with him, but just meeting people all over the world, North America specifically for me. Um, just having like the best conversations, me and the coolest people is just like second to none. It's the absolute best. Totally, totally. And it's, and it's amazing too, to see kind of goes with what I was saying earlier on, but like, just give it a try, right? Give it a try to reach out. If it's someone that you don't know, um, you'd be surprised how generous people are to to want to connect, to want to meet you, to want to talk about what they're passionate about. Uh, mm-hmm. So I totally agree with you on that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of this conversation and everything you've shared, has like health and wellness been specific to like, has it always been ingrained in you to be really like health and wellness focused? Like, has that always been a part of your journey or was it something that you learned in the later years? Great question. I would say probably honestly, um, ever since I was younger, like, you know, my adolescence years, you know, like I, I have two parents that I really, you know, look up to a lot, like in, in terms of their relationships socially, you know, as, as, uh, you know, loving partners for life and just like the, the values that they, that they've instilled in their family of, of five kids. And I'm, I'm obviously one of the five kids. 
Um, so, you know, they always made sure, you know, that I think we were well cared for and, and we were always, how do I say, provided with ideally like, you know, trying to be well and, you know, and trying to be provided, you know, whether that's socially or whether that's financially or physically. Right. So I was pretty lucky. I think, you know, sports could teach us a lot, you know, and in my younger years, my adolescent years, you know, I tried a variety of activities and, I would say also through the outdoors with them. So I would say those were early stages where you got a snippet of, of life, right? You got a snippet of experiences, right? And so I would say throughout my uh, maybe adolescence and then, you know, becoming an athlete, there was a lot of life lessons that I got through that, you know, through leadership on like a team. And, you know, so I would say when you have that um, early exposure, you know, to, you know, if it's from a coach, you know, and I talked about Clifford before, or if it's from, you know, your family or friends that I had, you know, throughout my adolescent years, and then that have continued on today, right? So I think your your environment really has an impact on what shapes who you are. And mm -hmm. so I would say for me, I had a very positive environment that I'm grateful for. Um, that ha I think has contributed to the person I am today and the person that I aspire to be. Mm, I love it. I love it. Five, five kids. That's incredible. What was that like for you growing up having four siblings? Definitely busy because uh, yeah. I'm the youngest. So, okay. um, you know, when you're the youngest, you're always obviously looking up to, you know, the other four in my case. And, you know, I guess at times even proving yourself, right, because you are the tinier one or younger one at the time, you know, when you're, when you're in your adolescent years. Um, but you're also inspired too, right? Like you also look up and, and I, I guess, yeah, it can be looked upon sometimes when people hear about a big family, you know, five or especially in today's age, it's like, Oh my God, wow. That's so many kids. How did the parents do it? How did the, how did the siblings, do they get along? Do they fight? And, you know, I think there's all those experience that shapes, you know, that family or shapes all those individuals. And I think, uh, the thing that I really appreciate was, I'll say again, you know, like the leadership from my parents and kind of like the values that they taught us. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it could have been looked upon, you know, it's, it's all mindset could have been looked upon as, you know, crazy upbringing and all that stuff, or it could be as, Hey, this is cool. Like, you know, we learned a lot about how to care for each other, how to, how, how to want to help each other, you know, and uh, you know, a family, whether it's big or small, is also community, right? So I think it kind of transitioned to later in life. It mm -hmm. kind of uh, confirms why, you know, community is so important to me, you know? Yeah, for sure. Community and leadership I'm hearing is very important. What for in terms of leadership, like what what defines a good leader for you? What 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 qualities do they have? Yeah, um, I actually wrote a, a blog about this, uh, I think a year ago. And uh, I can I can name a couple of the points that I kind of dived in for it. Um, but one of them was, I think, um, being able to being able to be accountable and, you know, acknowledge when you're wrong. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of leaders usually like they have passion or or hopefully. Right. They have a good attitude, a good mindset, all that stuff. But, you know, a good leader could also make a lot of mistakes, you know, and knowing how to properly, you know, acknowledge that and 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 kind of uh how to say embrace it is pretty powerful and i think that always showcases 
to, you know, a group of people or others, you know, humbleness, um, Mm -hmm. showing that you don't know everything and that you're not the best at everything and that you have weaknesses too. So that would be one point. Um, Another point I would say is being, being authentic, you know, really um, embracing who you are, you know, not, not pretending to be someone that you're not, you know, Uh, so really staying strong to your values of having integrity and, and, uh, you know, truly, truly being yourself, you know, not, not kind of faking to be someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's many other things, but I think another thing would be, you know, to also be a great role model and kind of walk the talk, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, if you're really a leader here, hopefully, you know, you're, you're kind of in this, but you're also gonna, you know, do everything else that everyone else is expected to do or, or the, or the, how to say the common ground of that community. Right. So, uh, you know, just because you have that leadership badge or, or that, you know, title or no title or whatever, um, you know, to really lead without a title and to realize that you're on the same level ground as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I would say those are three points that I kind of want to share with your audience. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I always say, like, ensure that you practice what you preach, embody what you teach, right? So it's so you are the embodiment of the work, or the you are the embodiment of what you're inviting people to do. So I love that. Yeah, it's, totally. Brian reminds me of Robin Sharma's book, uh, Leader Without a Title. Have you read that book? I have actually. Yeah. And that's actually where I would say maybe six years ago, I kind of got that idea is, you know, leaders that have already always like, you know, stood out to me were always individuals that, you know, they, they didn't care if they were the captain or not, or they didn't care if they were, you know, if it was in academics, you know, being the coordinator for an event, they, they just, they just cared about, uh, you know, just, you know, doing it for the right reasons, you know, doing it for not, validation doing it not for attention doing it not for you know I don't know just like the fame game you know all that stuff they they literally did it because they they truly mean what they say and they truly mean what they do yeah keeping the ego out of the equation yeah yeah well your students are so fortunate to have you as their leader truly yeah well and I'm fortunate to have them um just for context you know to our listeners you know I teach teach CJEP phys ed kind of like I said earlier on so that's most of my students are age 17 to 20 and it's kind of like their last shot you know before they go to university to actually have phys ed programming you know and uh, to hopefully inspire them or to reframe to them you know um, you know how to have a healthy relationship with physical activity and I and I say a healthy relationship because I think that's how people are sustainable with fitness or with, you know, being outdoors or kind of moving their body. And so as much as I have maybe wisdom or insights or, you know, things to share with them in terms of how I've made, you know, things fit my lifestyle, like no pun intended there, but um, is they also teach me as well. They teach me, you know, what music is in, they teach me, you know, uh, you know, how they are feeling or how they are, in today's age, like technology that they're using, you know what I mean? So they teach me a lot as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a one-way street. It's, it's really a give and take to each other. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's honestly, it's a, it's a pleasure to serve them and, 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 and to be there. Mm, I love it. I love it. The best kind of relationship, give and take. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. Aww. Well, Ben, it was an absolute pleasure to have you here on Dropped In and just can't thank you enough for sharing your gifts, your light with our community. Um, for those listening, how can they connect with you? How can they learn from you? How can they grow with you? Yeah. So if, if this resonated, you know, with anyone tuning in, uh, you know, they could, they can find my work. It's, it's called livingyourgreatness.org. So that's my website. I also have a podcast as I spoke about. So, you know, I'm on all of the main platforms, whether it's YouTube, whether it's, you know, Spotify, whether it's Apple podcasts, you know, Amazon. So, uh, I can definitely provide those links, you know, for your audience and, uh, just don't hesitate, you know, if, if, if you want to reach out or if you have any questions, you know, if this conversation resonate with you, you know, like you, you're more than welcome, you know, through my website there, you know, to drop me an email or even on Instagram, you know, shoot me a message. And, uh, and I think that also goes for, for Meg as well. You know, she's, she's the one that's creating this episode here and, you know, has invited me to be on. And, uh, yeah, if you have a question for either of us, um, yeah, don't hesitate to to shoot a, a message to either of us. 100%. Love it. Love it. All right. One last question before we drop off. So and you can take this con in any context that you choose. Um, for those that might be feeling like they want to quit or like throw in the towel, what is a message of hope that you can give to them? Yeah, I think uh, I think a message it kind of goes with what I was talking about earlier on, but you know, you're always one something away, right? One step, one call, one email, one repetition. If it's in fitness, you're always one something away. So fill in that blank to what you have to try to do, right? So yeah, I think I'll, I'll leave them with that. Uh, I guess maybe question or even a writing prompt is like, what is that one thing that you're away from, you know? Um, so that blank, and I, I don't know what it is, right? And I think Sometimes when we try, we kind of surprise ourselves that, oh, wow, we really were that one step or that email or that call or whatever way. Mm, so true. I love that you went there. It's so it's so true. And yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ben. It was just an absolute pleasure to have you and honor to reconnect and to be here today. And yeah. I can't wait to continue to learn from you and grow from you through your podcast and uh, on Instagram. So thank you. Thank you so much, Max. It was a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much for dropping in with me today. If you loved this episode, I would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed. And if you feel called to share it with your community on social media, please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.